Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There are only two guarantees in this life. Death and thrush. Diamonds aren't a girl's best friend. Antidepressants are... Hello and welcome to Excess of Everything, a show about two girls and their excessive consumption of media. I'm Grace Campbell, comedian, author and chronic oversharer. I'm Scarlett Curtis, writer, activist and I've completely lost my sense of identity in the last year. Each week we'll check in to recap the latest episode of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, aka the greatest TV show ever made. We'll also catch up about what we've been watching, loving, hating, reading, swiping, scrolling, living, laughing, loving. Basically, we watch all TV and all reality TV and we'll tell you what's worth watching and what's not. Either way, you can always know that whatever we talk about, we have consumed it to the most excessive extent. Hello and welcome to our podcast, the most unplanned podcast in the history of podcasts. Yeah, excess of everything. Look, we've got a great name. That's we've all that matters. We've got a great name. You're already getting a really good insight into the difference between me and Grace because I think the unplannedness is really stressing me out and it's definitely not stressing you out. I do overprepare for other things, but this is something that I just know it'll be, it'll be great. It'll be fun. <laughs> okay, so what is the podcast? So that's a dog. We've got dog one and dog two in the room. There are two dogs here. There's going to be a lot of dog noises. I hope you're okay with that. But the good thing is the dogs also love the podcast and they love the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. They do love it. My dog, we've been alone together so long that if I speak on the phone, she thinks I'm talking to her and she comes and sits on my face and barks at me so we can chat. So she thinks she's talking on the podcast yeah. right now. But she is. She she's is. on your lap and she's looking so cute. So the podcast is called Excess of Everything, and I'm Grace. And I'm Scarlett. And we are very good friends. Best friends. Best friends in the world. And we have done lots of amazing things together. Work, not work, live, laugh, life experiences, growing up together. Yeah. Surviving a pandemic. Surviving a pandemic. But most of all, we run an activism group together called The Pink Protest, but that's not what this is going to be about. This is going to be about trashy reality TV and TV in general. And things that make us happy. I think the what everything in the last few years, I say a few years now because it feels like it's been 10, but in the last year has definitely made us feel is that all I want to do is talk about the things that really lift my spirits and make me happy and distract me from the things that make me filled with anxiety and dread. Yeah, And that's what this is. And also, like, you know, 
There are many flaws to reality TV. There are many flaws to TV. We are both fervent feminists and a lot of what we do in our professional lives is based in feminism. But we are also both very mentally ill people. And I think I've realized more and more that the things that make me okay and get me through the day are the silly things. Like they are the things, they're TV and the silly podcasts I listen to and the books I read and I think there's value in that. Like, I think those things are impo- as important to talk about as politics, you know? I mean, I agree. I also think if you if you really deep it, think about the obsession that people have with football. Football is nothing. Like, if you actually think about what football is, it's nothing, yes. really. You're watching people do nothing. Like, it's a pointless thing. But they're allowed to take that so seriously. So what I hate is that talking about reality... Like, I said to someone recently, a man... Thank you, cishet man... <laughs> um, that, you know, I just want to talk about things like this because yeah. that makes me happy. And he said I was dumbing myself down. And I was like, that is so sexist fundamentally because you would never say that to someone who said, I just want to talk about sport or, or football or like the culture of football. Why, why can't we talk about this amazing culture that we that connects us to loads of people? 100%. And I mean, I already getting into this. I left school when I was 14. I have been very, very depressed, I've been very ill, I've had all horrible things in my life, and the one thing that has gotten me through it is TV. Like, I famously have seen all TV. There is nothing... There is nothing Scarlett hasn't watched, that is a fact. There's nothing I haven't watched. Test her. You can ask, yeah, seriously test me. I also never give up on a series. I am still watching Grey's Anatomy, trademark. Um, (laughs) And I, you know, I've... I'm still watching Law and Order SVU, 23 seasons in. I watch everything to the end. Um, And it means a lot to me. And I am sick of not talking about it and talking about Virginia Woolf instead because I think that's the thing that's going to make me seem clever. Oh, uh, absolutely. And I'm sick of people saying that us talking about this is anything less than talking about Virginia Woolf. It really isn't. It's It's all the same. So this is a really, really intelligent, articulate, well thought through academic podcast. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> and in case you weren't sure, the podcast title is based on the words of our Confucius. We're going to talk about Confucius later in the episode. <laughs> but our Confucius, Dorit Kemsley, based on Dorit's famous tagline, um, I believe in excess of everything. Can except- you do her accent? I believe in excess of everything except moderation. That was amazing. Thank you. PK. I have a controversial take that I don't think Dorit's accent's that bad. I don't... I just think it's fascinating. It's like it changes. It's like it morphs into different things as she speaks. I see it as an English accent. Really? Yeah. That's so interesting. No, no, I see it as a very, very confused and like I love it I love listening to her talk I love trying to impersonate her I cannot do it she sounds like she's like in Oliver Twist yeah like that's yeah, what yeah, her, she's like Nancy in Oliver Twist you know that's a good look for her um the reason I love that tagline is because it makes no sense as do most of the taglines um but we also believe in an excess of everything except moderation and so the first thing we're going to be talking about in this podcast is the new season of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills Robber. Robber. Rob. But we also no doubt will stray and as a listener, if you're the one listener of this podcast. Hi mum. Hi mum. If there my mum definitely won't listen. Um My mum will and she'll like pretend to get it. She'll like be like so on the on the reality TV bandwagon. My dad still doesn't know where to find the podcast and as he says, I would love to listen to your podcast, but I cannot find them anywhere. Um lies. 
so yeah we'll stray and also if you are the listener please tell us if there's any other shows you want us to cover we're currently watching you know kardashians 2 grace is watching atlanta i'm watching new york mayor of easttown yeah i also think as well we won't just be talking about things we love sometimes we will trash things you know like we love to trash things yeah and that can then stray outside of, you know, we talk about television, but we'll, we'll trash whatever we want to trash yeah, and we'll I mean, hype whatever we want to hype. You love to trash things. I've also famously only ever seen one film I didn't like. Um, so. <laughs> you, you and your dad are so funny. Like, I remember watching that, um, the new Sofia Coppola film. We loved it. You both just loved it. We and I had film. so much, like, criticism no. of it and you just loved it. I love it. I love almost everything. It's like <laughs> one film I saw when I was 15. What was it? Hall Pass. Didn't Hall like that. Hall Pass. Yeah, it's not good, but it's the only film I haven't liked. Okay, so I'll trash. Okay, you trash. <laughs> um, so we literally just finished watching the first episode. Fresh off the cut. Fresh off the cut. Yeah. Grace, tell me, what is your relationship with Rehoboha? Rehoboha. And how did you get into it? So very, um, this is what I mean. Like to come back to like the bigger point that we're making. I was writing my book and it was really stressful time. It was COVID, it was lockdown, it was last year. I'd never watched any of The Real Housewives before. One of my best friends, Emily, has watched every single franchise from the beginning when it was happening. Mm-hmm. So she used to always, and I used to always, you know, be on the dark side of like, no, that's such a waste of time for me. I need to watch things that are like, gonna nourish my mind. So I was writing my book. I watched it while I was writing my book. Like it was always playing in my bedroom. I wrote my whole book from my bed in the, in the lockdown and it played on my television the whole way. So I have such a connection with them wow. because they got me through that whole three month period when I was writing the book. And I, what I love about all Real Housewives, but really with Beverly Hills, is there have been so many people who have come and gone that I've had really different relationships with. And I feel like I've been on so many different journeys that I can then identify how I feel with those people with how I feel with some of my own friends and some of my own people in my life. So in that way, it's really helpful. It's incredibly helpful. I This really interesting thing happened at the beginning of the pandemic where I feel like all of our friends and extended friends without sort of consulting each other decided we needed the real housewives of beverly hills and i i before the pandemic i've dipped in and out of reality tv i was much more of a scripted television person i watch you know every law procedural show i watch every police procedural i watch every medical procedural i watch every sitcom but i had never fully dipped into reality tv and i think you know i mean it's a cliche now but like not having real people in my life. I just needed these women and they, I've been through some very, very dark times this year and those women got me through mm. it. Like, and I think a way in probably for us, if you can't tell we're both English and I think Lisa Vanderpump is a good way in if you're a British person because these shows are quite, they're very American, but I just loved Lisa so much. Same. Same, I adored Lisa. Yeah. And I was so fascinated by her relationship with Ken. So one of the things that I think I I find, and when we were just watching that, I kept saying it about Mauricio and Carl. I'm obsessed with these women's relationships with their husbands. Yeah. Because what I love about all of these shows is their husbands are so background. Minor characters. Minor characters. And actually when they come in, I'm like, go away. I don't want to hear from you. I don't care what you have to say. And yeah. I almost feel... They, the women feel that about their husbands oh, 100%. as well. And also, I, I'm single and I've always been single and I very much feel if there ever is a man in my life, he will be a very background character. 
he won't will, even get on the screen. He will, he'll be like a guest star. He yeah. will not be a recurring character. Just really quickly, I know you're not watching it, but in Housewives of Atlanta, there's character. There's a woman called Kim. She's got this boyfriend called Big Popper. So I'm watching it from the beginning. You never meet Big Popper. You always see him in the car. So she Obsessed. goes in the car and it's blacked out windows, but you never actually see because he's really private. That's what we'll have. We'll have Big Poppers. They, oh, yeah. They'll never I mean, be in it. Yeah. I mean, he won't. He won't. He get won't feature. Um. Yeah, and I also think, you know, they are... It's an incredible example of complex older women on TV. We have no complex female characters in the history of TV. You know, we're getting better now, but it took a while. And especially not complex women in their 40s and 50s. Lisa Vanderpump as well is like, she's an older woman. Yeah, and it's. I think it's just such an incredible example of how horrible and bitchy and yeah. mean and clever and funny and sympathetic women can be and also can i so this is one thing i want to ask you like because what i always think watching it is i'm like it's really nice to know that because sometimes when you have like drama with friends in your 20s and and teenagers mm. especially but also in your 20s you're like oh this is just because we're young yeah really that never goes away it and that's what away. i really love about these shows is you remember that oh it's not just because we're, i'm young and i i'm becoming more and more allergic to drama i'd rather focus on drama in these shows but it is normal to have conflict with your friends and then to resolve issues with your friends and i like watching that happen 100 percent. my mum has a very sort a bit of an older view of female friendship and whenever i have a fight with one of my friends she'll sometimes say to me like friends don't fight that's not the point of friends you don't criticize your friends friends are just like nice you know things to have around and that's a really bad way of putting it but you know no I know exactly what you mean and then but me and my female friends have more intense relationships than I have ever had with anyone else in my life and we fight and we go through struggles and we criticize each other and then we resolve it and we come through and I think in a weird way you are seeing that on this show like even if you think about Lisa and Kyle everything they went through there was a real love there I believe they did truly love each other same and I think it's really sad that they couldn't get back together as friends yeah. that really does make me sad it does but I, I love their relationship I like seeing friends you know have these huge fights and make up um, and also I think then that comes into this thing of like men are background characters and and I think what is different yeah. for us is that you know I really like the fact that I can go through issues with my friends and work through them because it makes me feel that those relationships aren't secondary. They're like primary, they're, they're really important to both people. They're the primary one. I mean, what me and you were saying to each other is you don't need to get everything from a man because we get everything from each mm. other. So the man can sometimes literally be there for, you know, sex, sex. and money, and watching TV together. Delivery. Delivery. Delivery plus. <laughs> Take him for his delivery plus yeah and no i agree and and you know like i think oh sorry that's my dog snoring um i think we'll obviously come on to like what happened in that episode but that's why i have this real love for robber because it it really taught me that in a period where i was like very confused about who i was and my relationship and all of that stuff and you, you watch all this stuff go through real time, and you're like, oh my god, it's so fucking normal. All of this stuff is so fucking normal. 100%. We're all traumatised. We all come to, like, friendships, relationships with all of this stuff. You know, if you think back to, like, earlier seasons of Robber with Taylor and everything that happened yeah. there... I mean, that was dark. That was dark. I'll also say, and this is final, and then we will move into our full recap, but my 
journey into womanhood, some might say, um, has been a lot of accepting that I'm not as kind of nice as I used to want to be. I used to have this real obsession with everyone thinking that I was sweet and nice and kind and like it was a real comfort blanket for me and you know I would everywhere I went I would like bake brownies to bring to people and I'd never bitch and I'd never be you know I would just want everyone to think of me as a sweet girl I remember thinking if people think of me as nice that's the best thing possible and over the last few years I've really had to embrace that I am not that nice I can be really bitchy I love bitching I love like you know I'm it can be nice I am nice but I'm also like I can be You're critical human. and I can I... be yeah and when I'm working especially I, I have lots of points of view and and I've had to really work to become comfortable with that side of me like the more spiky side of me and I think watching these women who are pretty much all spiky has really made me honor that part of me too yeah well I think you know because having known you for a while now I've seen that change and I think in a way it's like it, it it's it's not even about like look everyone's a bitch even people who like pretend to be super nice they're bitchy yeah. like and what we both embrace is like being very very much ourselves so mm. like not trying to hide anything about and I famously have been very bitchy in my life but I've learned as I've gotten older which is sometimes why I want to scream when we're watching these shows to just to just know how to do it. Oh yeah, you know there's an art. To there's an art and an to art it. To bitching, and we've both got lines, which I think yeah. is good. But I also just I want to embrace every part of me, not yeah. just this kind of sweet like storybook girl part. Um, and I think the show, the women, in the show, very much do that. Episode recap. recap. <laughs> so what was the episode called? 90210 something. This episode was called Dressed to the 90210s, which is a stretch of a title, I have to say. I mean, that's a this is a silly title. Yeah. Andy Cohen, like that doesn't really make any sense. If you want me to do it next time, I will. <laughs> it will do it. So I want to acknowledge that we started with a five minute here's what's coming on the season which that was kind of the best part of the episode i mean this was a very intro episode yeah i think also i've basically watched the trailer for this series so many times all of the bits in the what's coming i'm really excited for what's coming but then in a way i did like just seeing them all again and not it being like the series last year it felt like covid was much more in this series so far i i really enjoy it that they're not just constantly talking about the pandemic and constantly talking about getting tested that's what i don't like about the kardashians this season so it, it was enjoy it was enjoyable to see them again to yeah be back with and the i girls. think every show has every reality show and actually scripted show has had to kind of wrestle with what they do about covid and obviously these women aren't taking it seriously like they have enough money to not take it seriously and the show will be testing and whatever and and yeah the kardashians are doing a lot of we tested everyone and everyone wore masks and it's like i didn't ask that and then it reminds me of this shit situation we're all in where i'm watching you to like forget yeah i don't need to be reminded of it my favorite covid bit though was when you saw them all getting ready for the party and none of them wearing masks and then they all had full glam squads in basically full hazmat suits that yeah. was pretty iconic. Yeah. Um, so, we've got new people. There's... Well, new and old. We've got Sutton back, and I think she's a great addition. I think she's so weird, and 
so clearly racist and so clearly dodgy and that's exactly what I want in my housewives so she really she really reminds me of uh, this guy that I've been seeing recently in that she's so odd that you almost just forget about anything she's doing or saying yeah and I think I'd love to know if she does that on purpose because I think sometimes people play up to that as a way of getting away with their behavior and interesting and in this episode because I'm always skeptical like because if you're clever, then you must know that you're sort of playing this part of... It's a distraction tactic of, like, I'm so bizarre. You don't even know really what I'm saying. When I'm saying it, you don't know what I'm actually thinking. Yeah, and then when she's saying a lot of her kind of southern Jesus-y white lady stuff, I think people clock it less because they're like, it's certain she's weird. That's what I mean. And then actually when you see what's going to happen in this season where you can see that there's going to be a lot of awful things that she's going to do regarding race with the new girl Crystal Crystal. and then I feel like then that should kind of come down a bit like we shouldn't no one should forgive her for any of that stuff just because she's weird just because and has terrible dress sense terrible dress sense we're going to do our terrible style terrible style and so one of the reasons I love Dorit's style is because I think she actually has very little style she just pumps money into it and I feel very akin to that. I don't think I have much natural sense of style, but I pump money into it and sometimes it works. Sutton is another level of that. I mean, she spends so much money on those clothes and they are so actively terrible. But do you think as well, because I agree with that. I mean, I don't pump money into into her dress, but I also don't think I'm very stylish. But I just like take a lot of advice from other people, I think, on clothes, which I also think Dorit probably does well. I think Sutton plays up to this like southern woman slightly conservative but then feels intimidated by these women who are genuinely glamorous oh i'd love to know what she dresses like when she's not doing this show yeah i think it might be kind of similar speaking of another reality show and this is a tangent and there will be many tangents in this show um i've been really sort of living off reality competition shows recently and one of them is Top Chef, which is also on Bravo, and it's a so it's also on Hey You in the UK, and it's literally just like a reality competition cooking show. I'll talk about it more another time. But Padma Lakshmi hosts it, and she's the greatest of all time person in the world. But they did a whole season in Texas, and they went to this like Texas woman's dinner party, and I don't think I realised how crazy that high society world of Southern women is. I mean, it was. So so about like what they were wearing the decor the i mean it was just really intense and i think we don't really have that reference for Sutton, but that is what she is and that's why i think it's going to be mad this season because i feel it's obvious that that's going to come out because you know she seems both unhinged but also quite like calculated in my opinion and dark energy there dark my favorite line almost of the episode was them talking about Sutton renting Carl's house and Sutton said Carl just let me live there though I do pay rent yeah and then it said that Carl had asked for 25k a month and Sutton pays 20 which is also a really good deal because that's an amazing house it is an amazing house yeah um does Sutton have kids does she have a family honestly no idea because that's a huge house she's a real mystery I think we should do some more yeah okay okay let's talk about the new woman Crystal Minkoff 
So her husband, which I love, because Stuart Little was my actual favourite film for most of my childhood, made Stuart Little. He's an animator and a director, and he made Stuart Little. So that's that was cool for me. What was very interesting when she got introduced was it was made a big thing that there's a massive age difference between them. And I'm not sure... I can't tell if there is really a huge... 15 years? because a lot of this work, which I love, we're both very um, plastic surgery pro, but it does make them look the same. Like, that's what's so interesting. When you start getting work in your 30s, I think you get this thing where all women aged 30 to 70 kind of look the same. I think Crystal's 35, and who do you think the oldest is? I think the oldest probably is... Kathy. Sutton, surely. Kathy or, or Sutton. I mean, that is a big age gap. Me and you also both have a lot of... No, I meant between her and her husband. They oh, were, like, making yes. a big deal out of that. And I was like, I don't really think it's that deep, A, because we shouldn't really care about stuff like that. But also, I don't think they look like they had a, a no, huge No, they look age pretty gap. equal. Um, yeah. Something I found out on a quick Google, where I didn't even click on a link, was... Um, Crystal is the 76th descendant of Confucius. So tell me what Confucius is, Yeah, Scarlett. Grace didn't know what Confucius, <laughs> Confucius is. Because, you know, unlike you, I've never read a book. You've never Apart read from it. my own. Uh, Confucius is a Chinese philosopher. I actually didn't know most of this. He is considered one of the most important Chinese sages. And his teachings and philosophies formed the basis of East Asian culture. But it's more like, you know, people just say Confucius. It's like... There's a lot of quotes by Confucius. You can get these little books about Confucius. He's kind of the basis of a lot of East Asian, um, you know, law and philosophy and everything. He's a very important figure, but it's kind of That's wild. really cool. Yeah. That she's a descendant of him. I know. And she he has many phil- philosophical one-liners and she had many very bitchy one-liners. Yeah. I'm into her. I'm excited. I like her. And one of the things that we were talking about, so when she was with Carl and Rinna... And she was talking about how, you know, I, I love all of that stuff about, you know, Chinese culture as well. It's really fascinating with the having a boy first and the way that mm. they all believe in these Chinese medicines. And that's basically what I've decided I'm going to do when I have a baby is do loads of Chinese medicines. So I have only girls. Yeah. Like Carl Richards, because I just want girls. I think I only want a boy because I think I'm bad with other girls, but that's for another episode. No, but I, yeah, anyway, but I love that. Can I get something off my chest? Mm. Which is something that's always annoying me about. So, like, Carl Richards, yeah, I know she's, like, kind of got her finger in lots of pies with this show. So I get it. But I have always found her, in many ways, very irritating. If I was friends with someone like her, we'd, we'd come up against uh, each oh, other we, me and you all the time. Despise her. We would not get no. on. And something she does, which is something that people we know do, and lots of people do this, which really irritates me, is she refers to her husband, who we've all watched... For how many years and how many seasons. We know his name is Mauricio. She only refers to him as my husband, right? And this is something that girls do, which I find so deeply irritating when they just... I know your boyfriend's name. Yeah. I, I'm really good friends with him. He's a human being. He's a human. My And uh, my boyfriend. hundred <laughs> My boyfriend, my boyfriend just bought me this Jagamoo bag. Like, okay. <laughs> Mauricio was not looking good. I don't no. want... I don't want much in this show to comment on the looks of the women. I think there's more interesting things to talk about. We'll talk about that. But their... we should definitely talk about plastic surgery. Yeah, and so their outfits. But Mauricio did not look good. You know what? He just look. He looks like a big stoner. And he's he's just... He, does, he probably doesn't care. 
But I wonder how that plays into him being like so hardworking and having. I mean, his business does so well. Clearly, his business does so well. They I make mean, so much money. Maybe he is at a point now where he's got enough people working for him that he's just able to relax into his donor lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, good for him. I'd love to do edibles with Mauricio. Oh my god, can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> I It'd be what awful. Her relationship with weed is because. Yeah, I mean, he's like... Well, don't you remember? They all got high in the last season and it was, like, such a big deal. Don't you remember? Because mm. someone then told someone... It was like... Oh, I can't remember who it was, but I remember they all got high. I feel like, secretly, she probably gets high. I think she's secretly a stoner. I yeah. think I can really see it. Which makes me like her more, but I don't like Who her do you much. think, out of all of them in this, car- in this cast, mm-hmm. drinks the most? Ooh, it's never the ones you think. Mm. It's like who's actually drinking at home. Um, I can see Carl drinking a lot. I can see Dorit. Can we see Dorit drinking? I think I no, because I think so. My thing is Dorit drinks like a lot, In obviously. Yeah. And so then I think that she would be like less likely. Yeah. I and same with Rinna. I feel like Rinna probably drinks like a glass of wine every day and like is a fun time. But I also don't think that she like is a secret drinker but no. I don't know no I think Kyle Erica, Kyle and Erica Jane maybe or maybe she's too controlled my favourite moment of the episode obviously we are Erica Jane stands. we love her I just want to log that at this point in time I think Erica Jane's innocent what do you think um I don't you know what I'm gonna be very what I'm doing with a lot of things at the moment I don't feel I have enough information to form an opinion just yet okay and I feel I don't have enough information but I'm forming an opinion which is that she's innocent because I love her Mm. um obviously this season the big plot of this season is we are going to find out about the truth behind Erica and Tom Girardi's divorce he did some very 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 bad things very naughty I mean truly bad things very vile and evil often the crimes on the housewives because there have been lots of crimes don't hurt people you know it will be very very high level white collar crimes this properly hurt people i mean this is dark and it's all going to come out i think she's trying to save her rep um but there was an amazing moment at the end of the episode where she talked about going on antidepressants she talked about going on lexapro i love that she named what antidepressants she's on sometimes we can be very vague when talking about antidepressants and i think it's important obviously never take a recommendation from someone yeah take it from your doctor but i think it's important and i just love that it was so vulnerable and i mean 10 years ago we'd never have seen ever that on TV. Es- especially like in a show like that where they're all projecting yeah what they want people to think about them and i think erica in her very erica way does stuff like that in a really like it really destigmatizes yeah. things in that moment she's kind of the only one who i feel really pushes it that far totally and has she's, uncomfortable she's conversations. the one who's the most in some ways she is the most honest about who she is like she'll talk about how she dates tom for money you know she'll talk about how ambitious she is she'll talk about how much things cost she'll talk about how sad she is i think she's very open where the others often don't admit to the true truth of who they are what i like about her and what i like about thinking about that is you can be really open in one way but you're still allowed to like keep a lot to yourself which we talk about a lot with like work i also think it reminds me a lot of myself like i am very open about a lot of things related to mental ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Health and my own trauma, because I think that stuff's important and people being open about those things has really helped me. But there are definitely, I definitely have a story, you know, like uh, there are definitely things I don't share. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You don't have to. No, you absolutely don't have to. And I have, you know, what I share and what I don't share. And I'm very comfortable with that. And I think she has been comfortable with that. And it's about to crumble. Yeah. I agree. And you look like that's what I love about all of this stuff that, like, with the show, with like what we do on a smaller scale, we're all in control of our own narratives, mm. which is we, we always should be. No one yeah. else can like take a story away from you, which is why I think watching what how Erica's gonna like go through this is gonna be completely fascinating. Well, it couldn't have happened to anyone, it couldn't have been worse for anyone than yeah. her because she is the person who has the most control. I mean, that's what she's always accused of on this show is being an ice queen being so careful about what she says and what she doesn't say and um it's gonna be interesting oh i love i love it i love the drama when it doesn't involve me um another of my questions is how many nannies did dorit have during quarantine at one point we found out she had three nannies for her two yeah. kids and then also she had loads of teachers yeah, so i she, thought like she had a little mini school downstairs school in the down crash. and she was saying how easy lockdown had been yeah um, of course and she has a whole school immediately cut to mrs lepp Mrs. Lepp, yeah, is that her name? I took a note. <laughs> love um, that. I, the hash browns with caviar, I love that. I'm... So let's talk about the, the food at that party. Sometimes the food that they eat looks kind of butters, mm. I'm not going to lie, but oh, the food always. at that party looked amazing. Yeah. And it made me really, really miss canapes. And that's something I've really missed in the last year. I love canapes and I hate the fact that we realistically won't be able to have canapes for a really long time. I love canapes and something, I was in lockdown I went to lockdown with my whole family and, um, you know, it was tough at many points. It was a lot easier than it was for a lot of people, but you've got a lot of, lot of siblings, a lot of children in the house and me and my mum so missed canapes and so missed being fancy that every few months we would order a tiny, tiny tin of caviar (gasps) and we would make, just me and her, we would make ourselves canapes and we would sit in the kitchen and eat our canapes and it was so much fun. The best canapé we came up with was um, crisps with cream cheese and caviar. Oh, excuse me. Wow. I I would say if you're missing canapes, 
make them yourself because it yeah but the thing do you know what i miss the most is when you're at like a party and they have mini fish and chips so you get like a tiny oh fish goujon and like three chips or mini tacos yeah mini tacos but i love the mini fish and chips so much and they also the, in that episode they kept calling sausage rolls pigs in blankets and i was just like the Ameri- blanket is meant to be bacon babes right uh, yeah but americans don't know about sausage rolls really but they call it, it's so interesting yeah, that they call in, it a pig in a blanket. Yeah, a clarification pigs in blanket is bacon wrapped around a sausage. Yeah, not a sausage roll, not which is pastry roll. Yeah, and, and you sausage. call that a mini sausage roll. Yeah, mini sausage roll, perfect okay. little canapé. M&S, they do them gorgeously. I um, wish they did vegan ones, though, the mini ones. We've obviously been really anticipating the arrival of Kathy Hilton, Kyle's half-sister. Oh, I, th- I didn't know they were half-sisters. What? Are they half-sisters? Yeah. Oh, didn't know that. Oh my god, yeah, that's why Paris is Kyle's niece. Yeah, but I thought Kyle and Kathy were full sisters. No, sorry, they're half sisters. I'm pretty sure they're half. Oh, okay. Oh. I don't know. Interesting. I thought they were half. Very interesting. Anyway, Kathy's here. She was underwhelming in this episode. Yeah, but I thought she was going to be a full character, and she clearly isn't. No, she's a friend. She of. was maybe a bit offensive when she th- said that Garcelle was Kyle. Very racist. And then said that she didn't have her contact lenses in and she's scared of putting them in she said she thought Garcelle was Kyle because she was wearing pink and had brown hair Garcelle is an incredibly beautiful black woman and Kyle is a very white woman yes and and it was a very interesting moment because either she is like clinically blind and shouldn't be really allowed at the house or that was a or she'll be a Saturn. Or she... That well, that was something that I think we're going to see play out in the yeah. rest of the season which I'm excited about um, Garcelle's back. We love Garcelle. Oh, can we talk about what you told me last week, which I didn't know, about when Garcelle's husband cheated on her? Yeah, so this is my favourite thing about Garcelle. Garcelle's a vaguely new housewife. Yeah, she's she been, only did last season. She only did last season. I think she's amazing. She's an amazing actress. She is so beautiful. Yeah, on this very episode, fashionable. I mean, she was so beautiful. So, my favourite thing about Garcelle is 11 years ago, so 2010. Um, Garcelle was married to a very high up agent called Mike who works at CAA and does he seen... still work there? I don't know actually okay to be googled someone google <laughs> that and tell us um, we've seen her two beautiful twin boys he's the father of her children Garcelle's obviously now single um, and living her best single life but she emailed every single so, so sorry go back Mike cheated on Garcelle okay which is a terrible thing to do. They had two terrible, tiny, don't tiny do it. two-year-old boys. I mean, hell. Garcelle Frick. was not letting him get Good. away with this. Because the truth is, most men can get away with cheating because of the world we live in, especially in LA. She sent a group email to every single person that works at CAA. CAA even like the intern. Even the intern. Wow. Every single person. Even the security men. CAA. The receptionist. The receptionist. Everyone. Yeah. The CIA is the biggest, pretty much the biggest agents yeah. in in Hollywood. I mean, this is a big deal. This is the email. We've only got one section of the email. I would pay millions to get the Okay, well, let's just start. The, we'll start it going here. Yeah. Maybe that the will be our sub, goal. The subject line was Tiger Woods, Jesse James, Mike Nylon. Mike Nylon is her husband. And then she wrote, what do they have in common? I found out today that my husband of almost nine years has been having an affair for five years with some slut in Chicago. I am devastated, five exclamation marks. And I have been duped, two exclamation marks. Our boys 
don't deserve this. Wow. It's the best thing. It's the best. She wrote that on the day she found out. She found out and then she went to the mail app on her phone and composed What I don't get is how did she get all of the email addresses in that moment? There must have been a... Whenever I've worked in a big office, there's an email you can email. You can send to everyone. No, there's like, it's called like everyone right okay when you send okay. it so that it goes to everyone i mean it's the coolest it's move. the coolest thing and you know that's what i would do if that happened i'm so sorry it happened to her that's heartbreaking and would have been the hardest thing for her to have to go through so to do anything to alleviate that pain that she feels do it do anything like, when someone cheats like people should know you know so often people get away with this because no one else knows because it's kind of kept hush because it, you're just hurting your wife and your kids but to be like, no, no, if you're going to do this, it's going to be public. I'd love to watch, like, I don't know, has this ever happened with someone who's, like, big online, who gets cheated on, who's, like, publicly, has that happened? Am I being really stupid? Um, I'd love to watch, like, the unfolding of that. Like, basically, yeah. I'd love to have been part of this email thread, because watching that, it feels like the sweetest version of revenge. It is. I mean, I think we stand. I She shouldn't have called the woman a st- slut, because the other woman is probably as much of a victim as she yeah i do okay what i'll say look i think the word slut gets misused and like but i think if she knew that she was having an affair i I do think that you play a part if you're being duped as well and you're being lied to and you're being told that i'm single we're in a relationship that's fine but if you know that you're playing a part in the in the breakdown of marriage you know there's kids involved but um also if you've got any info on that let us know well what yeah i mean what i was also going to say which i really love about her is that now they really co-parent together yeah they're really good now and they're good and that's also good because you you let it out but you can't let it affect your children's lives in my opinion and she's obviously like gotten over it for the sake of them so i love her totally and she's talked about this publicly but you know she said it was a really hard time and we're good now and we're really good friends and it's great which is exactly what it should be and i bet sending this email helped the friendship start to happen you know so can i ask you a question um who in the history of rahaba which couple do you genuinely believe in as being like true love real real romance easy answer lisa and ken yeah I really think... What about Rinna and Harry Hamlin? Ooh, I do actually... Because I really believe in them. I even really though people try them. and say awful things about them. I really believe in them. I really believe in them. I have read Lisa Rinna's book. <gasps> and she... A huge portion of the book is what she gives to Harry in the bedroom. And um, she puts a lot of effort into that, clearly. Um she really believes in pleasing your man. I think she loves sex as well. I think she can get kinky. Like I think, Oh, yeah. I think they've got a really good sex life. I think they really work for each other. I think he's chill. She's not. I think, you know, he's calm. She's bubbly. I, th- I think it works. I love them. Like, I want a Harry Hamlin. Yeah. I, I want really... a Ken. I want a Ken. You want a Ken. Yeah. I want a Harry Hamlin. And I love the way she calls it Harry Hamlin. So much better than saying my husband. Yeah. Harry Hamlin, I love it. I just think, I think... I think Ken really loves Lisa, mm. loves they're still together. I think she really loves him. I think they're really solid. They love their dogs. Yeah. Oh, they're really solid. Um, who do we not believe in? Um, well, just, I really don't believe in Carl and Mauricio. I, I think they're a performative 
relationship I don't think it's real I think when the camera's there they're so pretending to be in love and mm. so like I love you my baby oh like I think it I don't believe in it at no. all and I always find with relationships like that like back in the real world when I'm around a couple who I feel are trying so hard to prove they're a couple I'm like something isn't right yeah and Lisa and Harry don't which is yeah like Rinna and Harry are like you, we're in love we don't need to prove yeah. it to you I, I agree and I think weirdly I do believe in PK and Dorit yeah oh yeah I believe like, in them even though I find it repulsive he's repulsive I mean we saw him <laughs> at one point in this episode he's wearing like a nylon bomber jacket and just like <laughs> hovering by the bar five feet below all the women because yeah. he's so tiny and they were on the heels <laughs> I mean but I think she loves it like I think I think he's probably very giving in the bedroom mm. I can imagine him like being really good at head she's probably the person I relate to the most in the show because I feel she she just like is very out and out she wants money she wants glamour she wants all of these things he provides that for her she also yeah. loves him I think they have a good life yeah something I love about Rena and Doree as well is they both have very strong opinions and then they take them back yeah like they're both some of these women will get stuck on a point of view and it'll they'll you know wear it to the ground whereas i love about rena she'll be like i was wrong i was really wrong i shouldn't have said that um and we saw a little bit of that in this episode with her and garcelle oh yeah i i do because i do that all the time i say shit all the time and then i'm like i really didn't mean that yeah and then i think we need to let people be like i didn't mean that can i take it back do you know what i mean like and also you say something you learn something else you change your mind like that's you're also allowed to change your mind yeah and i think people can get very stuck to pride and i'm very willing to say like i was completely wrong i mean I go into a lot of relationships with people being like, I hate this person. And then, you know, a week later, I'll be like, I love this yeah. person. Yeah. I really, really, really agree with that. And I think Rinna and Dorit are willing to do that. And Kyle definitely isn't. Oh, Kyle. Honestly, oh, me Kyle. and Kyle would hate each other so much. Kyle. It's funny because Kyle is kind of, I guess, the centre of the show now that Vanderpump's gone. But it's... I don't know. But she's, like, not enough to be a centre. This is the thing. She doesn't have that. So then other people have to be the centre. She's more of a foundation. Like, I think people... She's there for, like, people to bounce off. Yeah. And that's kind of it. Um, Favourite outfit of the episode? What did you think? I would say... I'm going to say Garcelle, when she was with Dory, and she was wearing this Chanel cream jumper with amazing jewelry and white and a jeans Louis Vuitton scarf in yeah hair. that was a different day oh. yeah that was when she was with Rinna oh I'm talking about she was wearing this Chanel jumper with like loads of necklaces it was very gossip girl like it was yeah. really really my vibe and white jeans um and then also Erica Jane in the Gambastina dress the pink Jean Valet that was amazing um she's got to buy those clothes well she still can so true um at least she'll always have her closet. Although I think they did try and take, take it away. Some of it away <gasps> because so much of his money is stored in Erica Jones' wardrobe. Um, I liked Dorit's confessional outfit. She was wearing a kind of bib Renaissance vibe corset. Um, I'm excited to get it. It looked kind of Versace. Yeah, I think it probably was. Yeah. She wears a lot of Versace. I love that Versace. for her. I kind of loved Lisa Rinna's green suit. It yeah. was so Rinna. Like, she. You know, she gets she doesn't get dressed to look good. She gets dressed to like make a point. Yeah. And I kinda like that. 
I mean, it was terrible. It was one of the worst outfits I've ever seen, but I loved it. Oh, I, I love... I mean, it's the same with her her lips. I'm just like, I love it. Just do you, girl. Yeah, like, and the hair. You just do you. Exactly. The and the dancing. Mad, she's Her dancing is like my favourite thing on the internet. She's very much herself. Yeah. Okay, now is the segment of the show where we are going to talk about other recommendations, other things we've been watching, other things we've been loving. Um, yeah, let's go. Okay, Mayor of Easttown. Mayor of Easttown. Murder. I keep calling it the Mayor of Eastwick, which is a totally different show, I guess. Well, it's so funny because when I started it, I thought she was the mayor, and I thought they yeah. just spelt mayor differently in this place in Pennsylvania. Mayor of Easttown. I don't understand the name mayor still. Mayor. mayor. I call it Mayor of Eastwick. Mayor. 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 Um, it's my perfect kind of show. Same. I'm loving it so much. Enough, there's so much happening. Twist in every episode. So many suspicious white men who all look the same. Mm. I'm weirdly attracted to a lot of them. Yeah, I cannot I'm tell really them. attracted to the, the, the young baby dad, the original baby dad. Oh my God, no. I what? really fancy him. It's really oh, weird. Yeah, no. I was saying this to my mum last night and she was very... I don't know, I can't explain it. He really reminds me of a boy I used to be in love with. And I think that's why. Interesting. I literally can't tell them apart. I am very attracted to Evan Peters. The um, Is that the other detective? The other detective. He's hot. He used to go up with um, Emma, Roberts. Emma Roberts. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. I mean, should we give spoilers? No, I don't think on this. Okay. I'd be so upset if I got told this. Okay, if you're watching Mary, if you're not watching Mary of Easttown, you need to be watching it. You can get it on Now TV, but it's an HBO show. Kate Winslet is so Kate Winslet wonderful. plays like honestly, it's not Kate Winslet. Yeah, it's like if Kate Winslet drank loads of white ace cider and smoked it. Like it's not her. It's not her. She's, She's transformed. So transformed, and I think there are very few actresses as famous as her who can do that. Like. It's such a skill to just become this character. I don't see Kate Winslet Same. at all. One of my favourite moments of the whole series is, I mean, she looks so... She doesn't look terrible. She just looks worn down. And she just looks like that woman. Yeah, like, she The woman looks like she's her. playing is tired of her life. She's been through so much and it all starts to unfold and she's just taken a huge toll. Like, life's gotten too much for her but and she doesn't really care about how she looks. There's this amazing moment in episode three where she gets dressed up for a date that's not a spoiler but she gets dressed up and you're looking at her and you go wow Mare looks amazing but she doesn't look as good as Kate Winslet even looks on a Saturday and it's such an incredible moment of like costume and makeup and hair because she looks like the best version of this character yeah. but not the best version of Kate Winslet I I love it. I love. Um, I mean, there's there's a lot of speculating that we could do about the show. I don't know how much we want to do about that. But what you said, which is true, is there are just loads of really awful, suspicious white men, and you're just suspicious of all of yeah, them. Yeah, which is same as the world. Yeah, yes, it's very true to life. I mean, I want to talk for a sec about procedural crime dramas. This isn't. So I have a deep, deep love of crime dramas of any kind basically hospitals police forces or law enforcement i don't necessarily agree with these places in the real world but in my tv world this is what i love to watch i had a very very bad depressive episode at the end of um at the end of 2020 it was sort of out for about three or four months and something clicked in my brain where i could only watch procedural crime shows and I've seen most of them like I've seen all of the law and orders 
seen all of Grey's Anatomy, I've seen all of CSI, I've seen Criminal Minds, so I really had to go deeper. And I just wanna say for anyone else that loves these kind of shows, I really went quite rogue. I watched the whole of a show called The Closer. Okay, no. No one has. It's (laughs) 20 years old and it's starring Kyra Sedgwick, who is an amazing actress and Kevin Bacon's wife. It's about the LAPD. She's a Southern cop that moves to LA and joins the police force. I watched 200 episodes of this show. I couldn't tell you what happens in one of them, but it is pure joy, crime, wonderfulness. I watched every episode of Monk, which is a more famous show about a detective with OCD. It's wonderful. I can really recommend Tony Shalhoub. I watched all of Bull, which is really bad. Like that was the worst one, I think. I watched all of Criminal Minds again. Um, I don't know why I'm saying this. I'm just saying I love a crime show. So, cause I have a question, right? Cause basically a show like Mare of Easttown, I can only watch like one of those in a period of time because I get very so I only watch stuff for like two hours before bed yeah before bed I get into bed at like 8 eight thirty, and I watch stuff for two hours then I go to sleep I watch things all day and I hate watching scary I'm such a baby like yeah. I once had to get taken home from sleepover because we listened to Harry Potter on, on audiobook mm. I get so scared before bed of watching scary things so like last night I watched my release time then I had to watch three different things to like unsettle my resettle myself yeah I think with me, I mean, Mayor of East Town's a different thing. It's the it's a mystery that is solved over the season. Those are very specific shows. Yeah. What I love is a show where there is a problem. The format of each episode is the same, the same. and the problem is solved by the end like of the episode. Like CSI. Yeah, like Criminal Minds, like CSI, like any of these shows. I don't watch the first episodes of any of these seasons. I've never seen the first do you episode ever watch, of the season. Do you ever just skip first seasons of shows? I always skip first yeah, seasons. Okay. okay, so this is my thing for every show. Start on season three don't watch episode one and don't watch the final episode because I'm not interested in those are always the episodes with more plot you know the finale of a season you're gonna have like something more personal something more scary something more dramatic I want mid-season mid-run same thing every episode you know there's gonna be a crime you know they're gonna solve it you know everyone's gonna be fine I think in a way that's a bit like what our podcast is gonna be like yeah you're gonna come here (laughs) for safety yeah, it's gonna be safety. safe. It's gonna be safety, and you're just gonna know what you're gonna get yeah. from us. <laughs> I also wanted to recommend two new podcasts I've mm-hmm. been loving. I'm a huge podcast listener. I need them to get through my day at every point. I'm never alone without something on because I'm scared of my own thoughts. Um, this week I've been loving a show called Add to Cart with Kulap Bilisak and Suchin Pak. It's they are so intelligent. Those two incredibly intelligent women, but they talk about what they've been adding to their cart and removing from their cart and basically what they've been buying and oh i love that so wonderful i but love also that they're just so clever they're both asian they've been doing a lot of stuff about the wave of anti-asian hate crimes but like weaving it into also the mass self-massages they've been buying i mean love. it's amazing okay love and i also there's another one called scam goddess with an amazing actress called Lacey mosley and she talks about a different scam on each episode and i love scams you love scams i love scams my friend just got scammed out of her second vaccine no yeah um, well there's a thing scam. going around guys okay stay woke because people will you, they'll send you a message asking for your nhs number you give them your nhs number and then they can just find out when your vaccine is and go and get it and wow. it's a thing that people are doing. Like, my mum's best friend had her vaccine stolen. Oh it's a form God. of identity fraud. So just, you know, stay on the ball with I mean, the vaccine. I'm also desperate for a vaccine. Yes, and so maybe it was you. Maybe it was, <laughs> I'm quite now interested in this. 
Um, what else have you been loving this? So week? I, what can I recommend? I've just gotten halfway through Seth Rogen's audiobook and I'm thoroughly enjoying it because he he gets actors to act out. It's all about his Jewish family and his like his childhood and then obviously his career. But he gets actors and comics to act out loads of the scenes wow. in from especially with his grandparents at the beginning. It's such a vibe. You know me, Scarlett. I like most of in the days. I watch TV and I watch uh, I watch a lot of daytime television. I watch Lorraine every day because I'm so that. cute. Yeah, I'm so cute. I just like really stay on the pulse with you know England. Um, <laughs> and I listen to a lot of music. And at the moment, I'm loving Griff, who performed at the Brits. She's like this really cool young British artist, and I think she's gonna be amazing. And also, in an attempt to become her best friend, um, do you listen to King Princess? I'm obsessed with King Princess. I want to be King Princess, and I want to be her best friend, and I want to be her girlfriend, and I want to be everything to her. So when we go to LA, we have to find her, because I love her so much. I don't know if I should say this, but I dated someone once whose first kiss was King Princess. <gasps> wow. Oh my god, who? Claim to fame, I'm not saying. Okay, will you say after? Yeah, I will. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I haven't dated that many people. That's so fun. Yeah, really fun. Um, no, she, I mean... She's the coolest. She's, she's the, the coolest. King Prince is one of the only people I discovered early. I was playing King Princess to you in Edinburgh two years ago. Really? Yeah, you didn't like. Did I not like? I think no. back then I was strictly reggae for me. Yeah, I mean, I famously have bad taste in music. I've been listening to a lot of Olivia Rodriguez. I love her. Yeah. We are all waiting for the album, Sour, and... Um, Deja Vu is a new bop of hers and good for you I love her and who have you been like okay so anyone that you're following on Instagram so people um, always find this pretty surprising for me but my favourite person on the internet and actually the person I'm most obsessed with in the world is Stacey Solomon yeah I'm completely obsessed with Stacey Solomon I would love to be her friend and her she's just bought this new house and they're doing this new house up and she's doing it all herself because she loves to do everything herself like she loves to clean she loves to paint and decorate and watching her house transformation has really made me so happy the Stacey Solomon um uh, Mrs Hinch friendship makes me so it's amazing happy. I am a very obsessive cleaner I actually I actually do have OCD so I can say I'm an obsessive cleaner <laughs> um but I actually recently destroyed the dermis of my hands through bleach products which I'm now looking for more natural remedies um, that's a Rec- we will take recommendations, we'll take recommendations on this as well that we can talk on about. On Instagram, I've really gotten into following hashtags. You can actually follow hashtags. It's not many people do it, but I follow hashtag miniature. I'm obsessed with everything, anything miniature, tiny things, tiny furniture, Love that. tiny everything. I follow hashtag Sylvanian families. I collect Sylvanian families. I actually just ordered an extortionately expensive um, baby Sylvanian fox on eBay. Ooh. And it came in a sellotape shoebox, which kind of freaked me out, but it's gorgeous. I've added it to my collection. So I follow Sylvanian families. There are some people doing amazing creative Sylvanian family stuff out there. And I've also been following hashtag resin art because I've just gotten into resin. Um, I make these resin seashells, which I might be selling if anyone's interested in it or just giving them to For sure. So. (laughs) Okay, should we... I feel I've run out of anything to recommend. Apart from myself. Um, I mean, mostly, as you can tell, if you've made it to this point in the podcast, this is really just us chatting. And if there's anything you actually want us to chat about, please do DM us on We will Instagram take any because we need to suggestions. Be, we need to be guided. So if there's anything you've liked, anything you've not liked, 
I mean, maybe don't let us know what you haven't liked, but let us know what you want us to talk about. We can also talk about politics. I mean, we very much see politics as a reality show. I think that's how I see... I mean, at the moment, I definitely do. If you think about the fact that Boris Johnson's... Boris Johnson's relationship with Carrie Simmons is something that fascinates me so much and I think about it a lot so that is reality TV because it's a relationship that we try and interpret but we don't quite know totally and I mean one of the biggest news stories of now is interior design related exactly is very real very real housewives and she is someone who I think has much more power than we know oh yeah for sure and I'd, I'd love to meet her I'd love to really get an understanding of that so we will at points talk about that this is obviously not a podcast about politics that is not our our vibe on this podcast but you know everything comes back to something yeah and i think we can all agree that however much money they spent on it boris and carrie's house will be nicer than dorit's because they went to john lewis no, dorit's <laughs> house dorit's house is not the dorit's one. house like the exterior of it is is so butters they've downgraded for sure they must be having money problems they're always, old ha- they're always having money problems their old house having- was much nicer Oh, really? Like, they're, they're the number one scammers. They have no yeah. money. He's scamming. I can't scamming wait for the way. Netflix series to come out about PK's, whatever he's been doing. Yeah, I mean, he's... He's dodge. He's scammer number one. I bet Erica is desperately trying to reveal the stuff on PK right now because it would take attention away from Tom. You would feel that way as well. I think if you're going through what Erica's going through, you'd want to at points be like, okay, but come on, everyone's husband's been corrupt. Obviously, what Tom has done is beyond. Yeah. But you would definitely want some vindication of, like, I'm not the only one with a mad, like, scamming husband. I mean, PK is scamming his way around America, which is honestly a goal for any English person. Yeah. Um, Okay, I think that might be it. Thank you I hope you loved this. We loved it. We loved it, yeah. I'm really happy. It's such a vibe. It's a real vibe. We should now tell you to please rate, review, and subscribe. At the moment, we have one rating, and it's from me. Yeah, and I will do one as well, so then you can join our gang of rating this podcast. Excess of everything. And um, we hope you love it. We You can follow me at Scar Curtis on Instagram. And at Disgrace Campbell. And please, as we said, slide into the DMs. Tell us what you thought. Tell us what you're watching. Tell us what you want us to be watching. Tell us what, what you want us to talk about. And mostly, have a great week. Just take care of yourself. Self-care, self-love. Do it. Just, like, do anything that makes you feel happy. This is your permission to yeah. spend your week lying in the in bed yeah. watching TV. Obviously, have a, if you have a job, like, but just do your job in bed if you can. <laughs> if you're a paramedic, I don't know what to say to you, but, <laughs> like, anyone else. Anyone else, do your job <laughs> in bed. Love um, you. Love you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This is the story of the one. 
As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.